Good morning. Right now it is 9.15 on a Thursday. I'm Gardy. This is uh, KGA Kickstart, and we're going to have some fun. I'm going to get my guest introduced. I'm going to kick us on to the, the FM, and we're going to get going. Here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. It's 9.15 Thursday morning, and it's kind of cold outside. I think that it's Texas snow. There was like frost and <laughs> freeze like on the grass, and people's windshields are frozen over. We're going to have some fun this morning. I have a guest in studio. This is Jessica Hatch. I got introduced to Jessica from Blaine Ochoa, who is Miss Houston. Yes. Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Enjoying the little cold weather this morning. but <laughs> It's nice. It's different. Yeah, it is. How, how do you know Blaine? How did you meet Blaine? She's Miss Houston right now, which is yeah, really cool. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, oh, have like my best friend be Miss Houston. Kind of works out great for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I actually met her um, at an event through a mutual friend of ours. It was like a real estate event that my girlfriend was um, hosting. And she introduced us and like we just we were having like, you know, a little snack together and we just connected like immediately. Like her heart and like just kind of passion is like in the right place and I think we have a lot of similarities, and so from that point on, I think we became almost closer friends than the one who introduced us, you know? Well, yeah. That, that always kind of works out, you know? But, yeah, love her. Yeah, that's cool, and I think you even mentioned, hey, she stayed at your house. Like, y'all are really close. Yeah, like, no, really she close. does. So, because she, you know, lives actually in Beaumont, um, she'll, when she's in Houston, I'm like, don't drive all the way back, you know? Yeah. So she'll, she'll like, you know, crash at my place and we'll like, you know, do a movie and, and hang out. Yeah. That's cool. So we're like besties. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a lot going on. Hatching for Health, which I like the title. You have a, a you, you know, your own program. You have a show uh -huh. that you do called Hatching for Health with Correct. Jessica Hatch. Uh -huh. When did that start and what's the idea behind it? Yeah, definitely. So it is Hatching for Health with your host, Jessica Hatch. So a bit of a play on words. Um, and it was actually a name that I had come across years ago from a photographer friend of mine, actually videographer, I should say. Um, and he was like, you should utilize this name for like a series of workout videos, like Hatching for Health with Jessica Hatch. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's cute. But like, were you, were you into fit <laughs> fitness at the time? Or yeah, I was like, fitness? exactly. Yeah. So I was like, um, tried to a lot of fitness. I was, you know, doing fitness modeling, fitness competitions, like Miss Galaxy, Miss Eugenia, kind of a, an array of them. And so, I mean, it made sense at the time, but I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to use it for that. So just kind of like put it on the shelf. And then, I mean, this is 10 years ago. And then I was speaking with someone now that I'm like heavily involved in healthcare. And um, he was like, you know, the name hatching, it sounds like kind of a child, like, you know, it's like an egg hatches and yeah. a baby. And they're like, you should do something with children. And I was like, I know, but I don't have children. Like that is feels, it seems weird. Like, you know, you know, because usually people become passionate about children because either their child has something going on or or they have a close friend, you know, and it really wasn't any of that. But um, but I just started thinking about it. And like, I think my heart was like, you know what, I, I think that I'm going to, you know, do that. So we came up with like doing a talk show um, and making it about children and for children. And um, I bring families on with their little kid and we talk about like what um, like life threatening disease disorder disability they have. Um, so it's you know, really an exciting thing to be, to do, be a part of, um, and host. Um, I think right now it's just kind of growing and making it more of a household name. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've done, I've done some, you know, a bit of interviews with different people from, you know, businesses to business owners to yeah. sports teams and, and people that played sports and all kinds of stuff. Right. Of course. I've I interviewed kids maybe two times. Okay. A Boy Scout group, and then one was a, a, a young man who was raising some money for MD Anderson, doing some amazing things. 
A little kid was raising it? Yes. How sweet. His mom was affected uh, with cancer. She ended up uh, getting cleared and, and ringing the bell. It's a great story. Oh, and ever since then, he started raising raising money for, yeah. for MD Anderson, which is really cool. That is. Is it different interviewing? I found it was a little bit uh-huh. different interviewing kids. Like, how has that been for <laughs> you getting information out of them? Yes. Yeah, so, um, and that's why I always like clarify that with their, their parents or family, because um, based on their age, like as, as to how much they are able to communicate is like one thing. And then even like, are they going to be shy on camera? Like, you know, am I going to get an answer out of them? Because we, yeah. I mean, we do shoot it somewhat live. Um, obviously it, it goes and gets, you know, edited, but there are times where I'll ask a question and they'll just kind of pause and look at me, you know, like, like what, you know, and I have to, you know, repeat it. And then their, their, you know, mom or dad will kind of be like, what's your favorite, you know, this, or, cause I'll, I'll do very simple questions for them just to have them be interactive. Yeah. But in the end, like the messaging and like what's really going on with the child is typically coming from the parent. Um, there are, there was a little boy that I had on, it's like 10 years old. So he could speak. He's re- was really self-spoken, but he was able to communicate with me kind of on, you know, like the problems he goes through and the things he faces like in school and like with yeah. bullying and all that. And, you know, cause he can't do what they can do because he has like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which affects like literally everything in your body. And so he easily gets hurt and bruised. And, you know, so he was able to just kind of you could tell like emotionally how it affects him. Um, but, yeah, when they're really small, you're just like you're like pulling teeth to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> do you keep up on memes like, you know, social media memes on Instagram or um, Facebook or anything I like mean, that? I mean, I feel like people share them with me more than I see them on my own. But yeah, yeah, they're, same. They're great. Why do you have one? Well, <laughs> I was just going to bring up the Baby Yoda meme. Have you seen any of the Baby Yoda memes? No, I'm going to have to Google it. Well, there's one. It's Baby Yoda. That's what they call him from a Disney Plus series that they just started called The Mandalorian. And he's like holding a cup of coffee in one. And he's just so cute. It's the cutest thing ever. But he's like looking up. And I, I saw a meme where it was like me looking up at my mom at the doctor's office whenever the doctor asked me what's wrong. And so he's like looking. <laughs> and that's what I, I, I think of, you know, in a situation yeah. you're with your parent. Someone asks you a question. It's like, yeah. how am I supposed to answer this? Exactly. You know, until yeah. you can get it out, you know, and your, you know, your parents are there. And so that's that's a great opportunity that you offer to the family. For sure, for sure. And we additionally bring on a specialist that is, you know, basically very much aware of, like, what that disease is or disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they've treated it personally within their practice, or maybe they've just kind of done their homework and they, for, let me give you an example. So, like, if it's a child with a neurological disease, um, like, I might bring on a neurosurgeon. And so maybe he hasn't treated pediatric, but, you know, he knows enough about neurology that he can basically talk about exactly what's going on and maybe what resources are out there for them, whether it's like financial resources or just other healthcare doctors that they can see. Yeah. Because pediatric, and that's what I'm I'm realizing. So most of my experience has been with, um, well, with an, an array of different doctors, but not the pediatric side because it's all been adult surgeries that I'm, you know, a part of from the imaging to the surgeries. And so when it came time to start finding resources for pediatric, I'm like, it's a whole nother world. It's like I've developed you know, um, like such a good contact list for everything else. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, I need, you know, this pediatric type doctor, this one, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's slowly happening, but like there's a a surgery right now in particular I'm trying to, you know, make happen and we'll get into that in a little bit, but I'm, I'm shocked on like, usually I can make stuff happen in like one week max. And this is already going into the third week. And I'm like, you know, I'm not used to like, you know, that kind of timeline, but yeah. So can we talk before we talk about the fan, the foundation hatching for health 
foundation. Mm-hmm. Can we talk more about your background? So where where are you from? Yeah, I'm I'm from Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, was actually like born at like Memorial City Hospital or something. Yeah, it's changed a number the, of times. All of the hospital names. It's like okay, this week it's this one. Yeah, and then the it's next purchased year, by them. And then, yeah, yeah. But um, it was Memorial City. Um, I was born there in Houston, Texas. Um, I did move to Katy when it came time for like high school. So I did go to Katy High School, um, like home of the Tigers. Uh, so I was a big athlete, and obviously we had an amazing football team. So it was really fun to oh, be man. a part of that. Katie's like throwing up state titles, and who was the quarterback for the Bengals? Like he he went there and, and played at I mean you know oh, okay. university. I'm trying to remember his name, but that's whenever I, I remember being in school and like Katie, the Katie is the Tigers. Katie's right? Tigers, yeah, yeah, yeah. What sports did you play? Goodness, I played everything: so volleyball, basketball, softball, and I ran track. Um, so it was like all over the place and every, so like every semester, which isn't really the term for high school, but right. I was playing a sport, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then doubling up. Um, I think softball and track were the same season. So it was just kind of like making it work, you know, yeah. but I just love sports. Like I, one of the most competitive people that you will ever meet. Um, but in a good way, you know, not like that, like <laughs> annoying way I feel like, but, um, yeah. And I think that's part of like with my growth in business is, from kind of my history of like being an athlete, you know, and being consistently on teams and coachable and, you know, following, I guess, you know, new roles. And, and yeah. yeah. So is that where I'm guessing the the passion for fitness, the, you know, tr- staying in shape and doing mm-hmm. everything you mentioned that you had a friend that said, hey, hatching for health, you can use this for your fitness stuff and, and some yeah. other stuff you do, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I ended up after um, like playing sports and stuff in high school then I, I did play in college as well. Um, and when I graduated, um, you know, from college, like sports are now done. Like I'm not really because I was basically you're kind of getting paid to play in a way by your you know scholarship. Um, but like after that, it was like, what do I do? And so I started doing like fitness shows like I did them cool. while in college. But I really got like heavy in it, um, like right after because it was that was really all I had, you know, as far as competitiveness went, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like Miss Galaxy. I did um, like Miss Bikini. Um, I did. Oh my goodness, like so many Miss Eugenia and I dabbled in like the Hawaiian Tropic and kind of the the um, circuit there too. But I, I really enjoyed the fitness competitions more than just the beauty. You know? Yeah. You know, going into that in the beginning, did you know what it entailed or did you kind of just enter in a, on a whim or somebody, you know, help coach okay, you along? So, yeah, great question. Um, senior year of high school, actually, I was at 24 Hour Fitness in Katy on Mason Road and I was uh, working out and this lady who was like super fit, like petite woman. And she approached me and she was like, have you ever thought about doing fitness competitions? And I was like, um, well, I play like a lot of sports, but no, I've never, you know, done one, but yeah, do sports count? Like, That's kind know, of a fitness like, competition. Yeah. Right I was like, and she was like, well, there's this Miss Galaxy competition and I think you do great. And so she kind of took me under her wing um, and, you know, um, basically trained me, like fed me. I mean, it was kind of weird. Like, she's like a second mom. Like, she would have me stay at her house, and she would, like, prepare my food and, like, give me my protein bars and my shakes because she was just, like, you know, made me her little, like, mini-me. I was much bigger than her, though, to, like, go out <laughs> yeah. and, um, like, win, you know, because, like, a little protege. She's like, okay, if I can make her win, it's, like, you know, because of my efforts, you know, shining through. So I competed in my first competition at 17, um, the Miss Galaxy in Plano, Texas, and I think I ended up a uh, runner-up at that, which was, you know, not a bad start. But. Yeah. And so it's, I found out it's kind of, 
it's in it's its own culture, you know. Like oh even uh, you know, I met Kelly Williams, mm-hmm. and you know Blaine, she's Miss Houston. Yeah. And you know, I asked them, and I'm like, because I don't I don't know much about it, and I haven't been to one, and I know that they're going to be having uh, Miss Kima next, you know, next year. I think April or something like that, or mm-hmm. May or or so. And I, I know Kelly had reached out about some stuff, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm down to learn more, or go there, or help yeah. promote it in any way possible. But it's it's really fun, you know. Um, mm-hmm. What are some things that that maybe people have conceptions about these beauty pageants and, mm-hmm. and competitions that maybe are true or are far from the truth. So I think with, with any of that, it is, you know, people always like use the term political and I, I really think it is. Um, I mean, I do obviously like based on what they're looking for, like, you know, you do need to be um, like, have the look, you know, of that year or whatever that might be, you know, with a sense of beauty that they foresee or see. And then additionally, like as it relates to, you know, kind of the elegance of you. Um, I mean, all those things are important and they're going to take that to win. But I think sometimes um, just it, the judges and the combination of like the people involved, like they see the efforts put forth. Like with Blaine, for example, I mean, she, that was her third year to compete Miss Houston to then finally win. So it's, it's somewhat a one-off when someone just like shows up and competes and wins because it's like they really haven't kind of put it in the, the time, yeah. you know. And I like that they see that. I mean, not that that's not an awesome thing and it's like, oh, my God, I'm amazing. I like first competition I win. But I do think um, you see more of like the people that have been in the industry longer, like, you know, kind of pursuing that dream. Paying dues. You know, in yeah. A way. To yeah. like, I think. And that's a typical like a little bit of the political side, because yeah. let's just say like you know, maybe somebody whatever outshined, you know, maybe not Blaine, but like another example of somebody. But yet they it was their first one and they might not get that win, even though if you just take all of the like time and effort out of the equation, maybe they were like the prettiest, the most elegant, the best answered question, you know, but it's like, but this girl's kind of been at it a little bit longer and she's, you know, so I just, I think that I see that more than anything, which it's fair, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you You know, know, speaking of questions though, and speaking of, of political I feel like sometimes those questions are pretty, they can get political. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, global warming, this and this. And it's just like, well, you know, that's, it's kind of a, it's, yeah, you know what I mean? It's so they, like, they put you in a situation yeah, where it's like, what do and I say? You, I know. So you kind of have to like read up on like, you know, like politics and like healthcare and like new laws, like know a little bit about everything. Cause that question, like you legitimately do not know like what it is going to mm-hmm. be. It's not like they tell you it's going to be one of these five questions. It's. It's completely broad, and so you have to do your, like, homework, you know, before you go on stage. Um, and, you know, if you get to that question part, because obviously that's only usually top ten, top five that get there. You know, well, here's a comment I have to read. This is from Mark Kovich. What's up, Mark? Good morning to you. He said, Honey Boo Boo was a crazy show, which at first I was just like, what does that mean? But that was <laughs> the little girl competing in oh, beauty pageants. yes. That's how yeah. it started. Yeah, you're right. Drinking the Mountain Dew. Oh, the, my gosh. The crazy juice or whatever she called it. So she, I didn't even know that. So she actually competed in a pageant at, like, kind of her little hefty little size. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, what are you, kind of you doing? And like, okay, who are you? What's your family? Let's do a show. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's like, like, this is good TV. This is what America wants. This is yeah. what America needs, which is a little bit alarming. <laughs> yeah. Right wow. now, let's see, it's 9.30. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. If you're watching on social media, if you're watching on Facebook, feel free to share this out. If you're listening on 99.5 FM or the KHEA Radio app, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. If you're on Facebook and you have some questions, feel free to ask. Let us know uh, you know, what your thoughts are on pageants, on um, hatching for health. If you have 
caught any of the talk show before. So Hatching for Health is a talk show. Mm-hmm. You're the host. Yes. But there's also a foundation. Can we learn, um, you know, when did you realize, hey, this? Sh- did they start at the same time and you just needed to, to separate them? Or did the show start and then you're like, hey, let's start doing some really great things? So the Hatching for Health show was um, started first. And I had that for about a year and a half. And then as I'm, you know, basically shooting and, you know, releasing the, the footage out there kind of through various social media platforms, um, just kind of funding it on my own through my medical businesses, I was like, um, that's great, but I can only do so much. And so I was like, I've got to maybe just do a foundation, you know, and let's just kind of spin it off of the same name, um, just, you know, create that synergy. And so I opened the 501C Foundation um, it actually took some time because the process with the IRS is not easy, like with what you have to write up to get, you know, basically the approval. It's, it's a not lot of like time. You're just like, I mean, I open companies all the time, Secretary of State, $300, like, you know, I can go and open LLC, you know, that's simple. But like when you actually want a 501C, like, you know, I had my attorney get involved and like him kind of helped me prepare those documents based on what the show was. And they want the full explanation like how are you going to utilize the funds and you know what are your goals and so you get get approved and you get kind of like a stamp of approval from the IRS and that actually only took place about three months ago how long was the process um because I would be say probably year, like years like yeah like well <clears throat> so I'm really aggressive with things so I'm like pushing 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 but um I think like maybe six six months that I we were able to get the whole thing um you know put through uh, so yeah, and that's when the foundation became like official, and so that when people do donate, it's you know 100% tax deductible for them, and they're not just you know putting money out there that they can't actually write off. So yeah, um, but yeah, so the the foundation is is basically put in place to help not only the children that come on the show that have healthcare needs that they maybe financially can't afford or their insurance doesn't cover, but also um, if I get calls regarding children that need certain um, healthcare costs covered or even life-saving surgeries. Um, like we are going to do whatever we can to raise those funds to support them. Okay, cool. How did you end up going from, you know, fitness and, and doing some competitions, ending up in the medical field in that, in that industry? <clears throat> yeah. So, um, it's like kind of a crazy story, but I, so I was a kinesiology major, minor in health, um, which is really, I like to say an athlete's degree. No, I'm kidding. But it's like, I mean, honestly, I I cared I cared about like, you know, doing well in school, but I was so focused on like, you know, being the athlete and like playing and, you know, performing because you are they're you know, they are paying you um your college education. So you you want to perform well, right? Um, but that kinesiology degree, I guess kind of put me in a in a sense in like the healthcare space, but you know, it doesn't just mean you you're gonna run a business. Yeah. So I got out of school and I was kind of doing various like business development. I did some personal training, sold gym memberships, kind of, I did things kind of, I guess, kinesiology related. Um, but it wasn't until I moved to LA um, in 2009, which is, it was about 10 years ago, that I um, went there for acting, but ended up working in healthcare um, at a company in Santa Monica, California. So um, they hired me on to recruit radiologists for them, which was radiologists around the country. So when I started doing that, I realized, like, I kind of had a knack for, like, communicating with these doctors. And so radiologists in particular, they're very introverted because if you can imagine, they sit in rooms and, like, you know, they're reading It's MRIs dark. I feel like CTs it's dark and, in there. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's very rare that you find, like, a, a super, like, outgoing radiologist. They're out there. But 
point being is like that's a very unique personality and so not only are they like the doctor but that's also okay like how can i like communicate and recruit this you know individual to work with our um our hospitals so that was like kind of the entry position of healthcare for me um which was interesting because i was out there for something else but once i got in there and i started like doing well at it and making money it's kind of like where i became like more devoted i was like okay the acting right now is like it's just like you know the grind of it um let me like take advantage of like you know my skill set over here and make the most of it right yeah did you have the opportunity to take on some acting roles some jobs or how did so, that process go yeah so i um honestly it went really well so i always say um like kind of something i live by it's like you know god can open doors that no man can um and i thought when i moved to la that was kind of my motto it was like um, I might not be like the best fit for a role or the the most like beautiful or the best actress, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen because God wants it to. And that's like, and I went in and I mean, I'm not kidding. Like everything was panning out. Like um, I got like all three of my SAG vouchers, which makes you SAG eligible um, through doing, it was actually like extra work on CSI Miami and mm-hmm. how I met your mother. Um, and again, extra work. So nothing where, you know, I was like, Hey, tune in to watch me. It was more like, I'm going to be in the background. But it's important to get those shows like aren't that easy to get on because you get those credits. Um, I did do um, the movie, oh goodness, with Vince Vaughn, um, Couples Retreat. So I'm on like the East Eden Island, like whenever they're coming through to like, you know, go party and like yeah. separate from the wives for the night. So like um, that was like something that I was really excited about because cool. I was on set for like. If two days straight, it was crazy. Yeah, well, you, you um, mentioned, you know, well, I think I, I put it at say like paying your dues, like with the, with the, um, with the pageants and stuff. Yeah. I feel like you know acting's that same way. You can go back and watch these, you know, commercials, and you'll mm-hmm. see these A-list actors now. Yeah, and you just kind of wait for that right opportunity. And I think it's it's a mix uh, a mix of chance, luck, skill, yeah. everything. You it, know, and it is so much about who you know. I mean, it's. I was meeting, you know, the right people. The whole reason I got that is just from this one gentleman, Mike Fisher, who basically, um, like, he works with a lot of, like, NFL players on, um, like, commercials for Nike and things of that nature. And he's really good friends with, like, Michael Bay, for example. I went to, like, Michael Bay's house with him and one of Michael Bay's Christmas parties, all because of, like, knowing Mike. And Mike and I became, like, workout partners at LA Fitness. And I remember whenever... um, you know, he just started introducing me to people. He'd be like, come with me to this house in like the Hollywood Hills. Like, and you know, in one side it's like, does he have like ulterior motive with me or right. is he was much older? But like, he never did. Like he never tried anything. It was like, he just, I felt like he kind of believed in me and he was like, let me introduce you to some of the right people, you know? Um, and that's, that's really like all it was. And we'd go work out and like, you know, like I tell him about who I'm dating and he'd tell me about his girlfriend, you know? Um, but it was, it was a great like person to know. Um, Additionally, Jamie Foxx, that was actually, um, I mean, had his cell phone. We were actually, I want to say good friends. I mean, he invited me to his birthday party in Vegas, um, I think 2000, I guess that 2009? I think it was like that same year, yeah. Yeah. And um, like super nice guy, like also went to his home, like, you know, like he's got a beautiful home in like uh, the Woodland Hills area. And But again, like, and those are people where you have to take those relationships like, you, you have to make the most of them, but you also, like, have to be cool, right? You're like, yeah, I you're like you're pretty much, like, space, amazing you know. and have done, like, every aspect of, like, you know, entertainment. But, like, I'm just here and, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just never know. And, like, it's maybe just at something 
like I went to his Grammy party. This is when he dropped the record, like Blame It on the Alcohol, mm -hmm. which I'm in that music video. So like, oh really? <laughs> yeah, which is a whole nother story. I swear, I was in that video and he told me he's like, if you want to bring like one other girlfriend, you know, go ahead and like, I work. There's gonna be like a lot of dancing scenes and um, you know, like just make sure she looks the part. And I was like, okay. So I brought my roommate at the time, and I, I don't like cussing, but I was like, I should, you know, she was like in like. It's so many more times than me. Like, even, you know, I was just like, you know, I felt like I was like, really? Maybe. I know. It was me that got you here. Like, no, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like so pretty. She was like, oh. but it was, it was fun. Um, But, but yeah. So like, that's how like you could have a friend who's like, come be in this. And like, I got to meet like, um, like all four of the, the guys that like Whitaker, you know, they were all in like the Phantom, like in the beginning of the video. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Forrest Whitaker, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. And um, what is the redhead? from like Fonzie from oh the director Han Ron Howard Ron Howard yeah so and then Jamie so they're all four in the car my girlfriend and I are walking up because they're already like shooting when we arrive yeah and um anyways I got to shake all of those guys hands like just amazing opportunities right and again right. it's just because you know this one person um you know I just went off on a tangent didn't I <laughs> no yeah that's cool that's cool but that's the kind of stuff I like to learn <laughs> you know and did you have any experience at that point even playing around with with talk shows or mm -hmm. like doing talk and or is that something you just always naturally had to be able to do hatching with health as a talk yeah, show? Yeah, so you know, I never necessarily envisioned um, like I guess hosting a show per se. Like I, you know, thought of myself as more like like a romantic comedy or like you know not necessarily doing that. But I think um, just through my experience and the level of professionalism that I've I've got, I guess, kind of gained in dealing with like you know the CFOs of hospitals and like, you know, the top doctors of like Houston and even other, you know, cities and states that I work with, um, you know, I just kind of realized like, you know what, like, I think that I can, you know, basically my message can be heard and I can, you know, promote something that's going to help like children. So I don't see why I shouldn't kind of just go into that hosting role, like, and let's make the most of that, you know, versus auditioning to be a host for something else, which I think is great. But this is like kind of creating my own reality, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not about like, hey, you're you're good for that. It's like, no, I am the host. This is my show. <laughs> and we're going to like get this message across uh, whatever it might be, you know? So, um, yeah, it, it was not initially something that I had in mind until the name and kind of came together. And it made sense. How was it putting together the team to make it possible? You know, because you need... I saw some of the set when, when Blaine Ochoa, Miss Houston, yeah. had posted and shared some photos. And, you know, there's lights, there's the camera, there's mm -hmm. a lot, there's editing. There's a lot that goes into yeah. making a production like that. Did you just happen to make relationships along the way? Yeah, so um, Neil Joe Productions, it's like um, J-O-U is the last name. So he actually helped me. Um, a lot of the videos and stuff that I've created for Hatching for Health and my medical business, he's been a big part of. He does really good work. So when I told him about this idea, like, it's not something he's done before, but he was like, I'm willing to, like, make it happen for you, and I'll do the best that I can do. And I was like, that's all that I asked, but, like, I trust you, and I'd like for, you know, you to work on this with me. So we have done, um, like, he's filmed most, mostly all of them. I had, like, one time where he wasn't available, and I had to bring in a different crew. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, I'm essentially kind of producing and directing it, like, all at the same time while hosting it. Um, but I will say I just recently signed a contract with NTV Houston um, and they will be producing the next 12 episodes, which is great because they have like a team of like 15 people for everything. And That's it's awesome. Like, you yeah. know, probably the kind of sound that your show has. I mean, the quality that you need. I mean, they have 
um, they're a 24-hour um, station. And, you know, similar to you, how, like, you reach out to the um, kind of Galveston County. They're more in the, um, like, Sugarland, um, Missouri City, Stafford area. Yeah. But they broadcast at other places. Or I say broadcast. They share it with other, you know, platforms like awesome, Apple TV yeah. and all that. But um, I start, I do my promo with them this weekend, and then we'll start filming next week. And so I'll um, do 12 episodes. I'll have, you know, again, different families um, coming on. So it'll, it'll, be, it'll be great. So, like, again, put in the time, and then now it's like, okay, now as somebody that wants to kind of produce the show, and um, cool. it might not be a, you know, national station, but it's like a start, you know? Oh, yeah. So are they going to keep that same format, you know, Hatching for Health, same idea, same format? You know, whenever somebody else comes in and maybe they want to start changing things, is that something you're open to? Or it's like, as long as the vision's the same, it's okay. Yeah, so they they were like, okay, do you want to keep the name? And I was like, I think so. I was like, it, I don't really know better, how. Oh, so right. yeah. yeah, like I'm definitely open if you have a suggestion. But like, they were like, you know what? I think we like it. And so they're building the set like as we speak, you know. Cool. Um, they have a show on there. It's called um, The Morning Show with NTV Houston with Yazair, U-Z-A-I-R. So, um and he does the morning show every day. So, like, when I was on his set, because he had interviewed me, I was like, this is great. Like, if I could replicate this for Hatching for Health. And I was thinking that. And then by the end of it, they were like, do you want to do a show here? And I was like, you know, you Let's read my go. mind. Yeah. yeah so, um, but they they have that, you know, every morning. And um, so they'll kind of put it together and make it look, you know, fabulous. For mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> so you have a business, Infinity Diagnostic Center. What? Why would somebody go there? What do you? Uh, what kind of services do you all offer there? Yes, yeah, so we do several things there. We're primarily known for MRIs, um, so we're considered a diagnostic facility. So anybody that needs an MRI, whether it's of you know the brain, spine, joints, breast, anything, we uh, we do all MRIs there. We also have an interventional pain suite where patients will come to get spinal injections, shoulder, knee, hip, um, any kind of basically pain injections that they're in need of with our interventional pain doctor. Um, we also have an x-ray where we'll do, a lot of times patients will get an x-ray ordered for them first and then they'll come back for the MRI or they'll do both. Um, so that's our first floor. And then when we go to the second floor, we have a sleep lab, a two room sleep lab where patients come and stay overnight, um, get tested for sleep apnea and it's combined with a med spa. And the med spa, um, we do you know Botox and filler. We have um, several different machines that help with skin tightening and um, cellulite reduction cool yeah we just went a whole other direction didn't we everything you need <laughs> yeah, yeah so um so yeah it's it's a great environment so the set where i have been shooting hatching for health is on my second floor within the conference room um and so you know you're looking at that probably thinking where is that at? it's actually in my uh, facility which that meant no cost for studio right mm-hmm. and like at the time it was just getting neil to come over and film um you know, kept my cost down. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's awesome. So, would a doctor or like hospitals can they refer? Like, hey, they need an X-ray. They refer them to you, or they can pick where they want to go if they just want X-ray. Yeah. They have so issues? okay. So um, whenever you get, I mean, if you're paying cash, you can come and do any of the services in our facility um, without a doctor. I won't say doctor referral without getting like authorization from insurance because you're yeah. just paying cash. But typically, yes, everyone comes with an order from a doctor. If they are in need of something like an injection or MRI and they haven't seen a doctor, then we can set them up for an in-house consult. So we can actually get that ordered in-house and then they just go out that room and they get, you know, the MRI done or the x-ray, um, pain injection, all of those things. But yeah, we predominantly get referrals from doctors 
um, hospitals, they usually have their own, um, you know, resources for all of these things. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, doctors from like all over the Houston area that we work with. All right. You know, <clears throat> sleep apnea, I think that a lot of like I had a roommate one time that had sleep apnea and you could like hear and this is like what is the danger because like you're not getting good rest like I mean you yeah. can like sleep 10 hours or think you're sleeping but uh, I think then your body can't recover and you feel drowsy when you wake up is yeah, that kind of what's going on y'all test for that yeah I mean it's it's like I mean it's an epidemic there are so many people that that do not sleep well and they just deal with it you know and it affects everything from like you know aging to like weight gain um I mean to a number of different you know things so it's so important to go and have like a sleep study i'm not trying to promote myself but i am no <laughs> but no yeah is. please well, it's like i mean and you know we also do like so that is something where if someone said hey i just want to have like a sleep study done i'm like okay perfect i'll have my you know ent write you an order you can come in like whatever night of the week because we do them seven nights a week um and like if they just want to pay cash it's like 850. Mm -hmm. now if they have insurance then usually it covers it 100 percent um but, you know, there's usually the first night, which will test them to see if they're considered, you know, a sleep apnea patient. Um, and then if they are, they'll do a second night with the actual CPAP equipment so they can it's see. Like a mask, right? Yeah. Like oxygen mask? Mm -hmm. They can actually see how it helps and if it makes a difference in their sleep. Um, they're not for everyone, you know. So a lot of times they'll end up going um, to like a dentist to have maybe like some sort of like, um, you know, mouthpiece or something else created for them mm -hmm. because they just don't, they just can't sleep. I mean, I don't think I could sleep with one on me. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, especially your husband, your boyfriend, you're like, I don't know. I just, yeah, you got the mask, you roll like, over and you pop Yeah, I mean, it's like, um, it's not for everyone, but again, just because you are confirmed to have sleep apnea or diagnosed with it, there's other like alternative options besides just the CPAP machine. Yeah. How do y'all make sure that people are comfortable and able to sleep? Because I think about, okay, I'm going to the office, which, you know, looking at the yeah. set, it looks beautiful. It's a great, it's a great set. And so I know the office, I'm sure yeah. it looks great too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you get up there and it's just like, okay, I'm not at home. I got this math. They're monitoring me. Like, yeah. I'm not comfortable. I can't go to sleep. That's the, that's what I think would happen. So, um, for one, if you typically take any kind of, like, um, sleeping aids, you are supposed to bring those. So, like, if you, you know, take simple things like mel melatonin or even something stronger, like, so much, like whatever it is, <clears throat> Ambien, that you take, like, you're supposed to still do that same process. Because a lot of times that's really what, you know, knocks them out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if you don't take anything, you're not supposed to just to help you know, make sure you feel more comfortable. But when you arrive, um, the sleep tech basically greets you downstairs, um, walks you up, shows you where the bathroom is. If you need to brush your teeth or do anything of that nature before you um, get comfortable. But yeah, you are hooked up to several different electrodes, um, actually six of them. So, you know, it's definitely not like, you know, you're going to be like all cuddled up the way that you would at home. <laughs> yeah. um, but the door is shut in your own privacy. Um, the camera that's on the ceiling is basically what the technician outside the door is, is viewing you on. Um, and that's where they're able to just kind of, you know, like see how you breathe and, you know, what those electrodes are doing. And it, you know, creates like the entire little um, basically sleep report in the end. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. So that's a lot of, of things <clears throat> that y'all offer. Infinity yeah. Diagnostic Center. Where are you located and how can uh, somebody find you on the Internet to yeah, maybe check so you out? We are located um, right down the street from Lakewood Church, um, 3310 Edlow is our address, and it's in between West Alabama and Richmond, so it's a great area, um, definitely for the idea of staying somewhere overnight. Um, like, if you come off of 59 down Edlow, 
it goes right into River Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, great location. We're freestanding buildings. So you, you park and walk right into our doors. Um, so we make people feel like at home and do whatever we can there. But um, yeah, if you Google um, Infinity Diagnostic Center, Infinity Centers United, Jessica with Infinity, you'll be able to be directed to our phone numbers because it's like all over. <laughs> all right. But yeah, you can go to Infinity Diagnostic Center um, directly on like, you know, Facebook or um, Instagram and even follow us. Okay. And where can somebody watch Hatching for Health with Jessica Hatch right now? And when can we expect it to be on NTV here in Houston? Yeah. So as far as the um, right now, you could go onto YouTube um, and my basically my page under Jessica Hatch um, has you know the sizzle reel and six different episodes that I filmed. Um, so that's just Jessica Hatch on YouTube. Um, and then as far as the NTV Houston, we the first one should be the second week of January. So we'll because basically we film and then the following week, you know, it gets released. So it'll be gotcha. like, you know, but once we start, we'll have one every week for 12 weeks. OK. So, and that'll be basically it's just NTV Houston. And you can find that on Apple TV, on Roku, um, as well as just like their Facebook live page. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so Hatching for Health, the foundation, the nonprofit, what is the the goal? Like even in the next year, couple years, what is what is the goal for, for you guys and how um, can somebody get involved, learn more, or financially help you? Yes, um, thank you so much. So with Hatching for Health, I would like for the show to, like my ultimate goal dream is for it to be a national television show where every day of the week we're having different families with their children on and various specialists um, and it's you know, basically broadcast nationally, even internationally, where it's a household name, right? Um, that is my ultimate goal for it. Um, obviously, the foundation will only follow because the more we're helping, the more people are going to, you know, help us help. Um, but I, I, what there is one little girl right now, which I'm, I was actually, you know, I told you on CW 39 this morning, um, just talking about because we are trying to get the surgery done in Houston. Mm-hmm. And her name is, do you mind if I go no, into yeah, this? No, yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. Um, her name is Esther Faith Patillo. And she is a little 10-year-old Filipino girl. And I got a phone call um, from a gentleman um, named Nathan Bates from Medic Corp. And he is tech- is right now kind of stationed in the Philippines, um, helping with, like, various, you know, natural disasters and things that have, have taken place over there. And he has become good friends with her and her family. Now, she has a, um, a heart problem that's basically life-threatening. And it's called um, Tetralogy Make sure that I get the name. No, I know. I'm like, I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Um, But it it is a life-threatening surgery, which is the most important thing, that it's Mm -hmm. obviously um, something that needs to be taken care of right away. So it's basically a complete surgical repair um, of the tetralogy of Fala. So that's like a mouthful. Yeah. Um, But this is something where they're going to go in and do like a repair on her heart. And um, it's done by a pediatric cardiovascular surgeon. And obviously needs a hospital that's got the ICU um, that obviously treats pediatrics. And so we're talking to, um, you know, a few in Houston. We've got like Memorial, like Children's Memorial Herman, um, Texas Children's. And we're just waiting on the final quotes um, from the various doctors, which then once they give us their quote, we get it from the hospital and anesthesia. And if this, she's been told that she needs to get the surgery within one month to save her life. Like it's that serious. Um, And so when he called me, I was like, I mean, of course I want to help. Like, that's, I mean, amazing even to have the opportunity to help her, you know. So her visa and everything um, gets approved based on, like, the confirmation of the amount of the surgery. 
Um, so it's right now just like locking that in and Hatching for Health is obviously raising funds for her. And just so you know, and anybody listening, 100% of our proceeds go towards the children. Like um, it is a nonprofit that is not, you know, profited by me at all. Um, so anything that's donated to hatchingforhealth.org will right now take care of um, Esther's surgery, which is like going to save her life. So yeah. it's pretty amazing. So hatchingforhealth.org. Mm-hmm. If you go to that website, you'll be able to learn more and donate towards that cause as well. Correct. Yes. And that's absolutely. Esther. Yeah. It's Esther Faith Batillo is her name and 10 years old and um, we just got to get her here. There is a chance that the surgery might happen outside of Houston because of the other you know, facilities that are, are working on the quotes. If somebody takes it on as a charitable case where they actually um, do it pro bono, then that's even more amazing. But yeah. um, right now we have quotes um, from 38,000 all the way up to 149,000, 59,000. So it's like, you know, it's such a broad range. Um, and, you know, obviously like with Texas Children's is the one that's almost at 160 and we're just like, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, a huge undertaking to, you know, to make that possible for her. But yeah. we're going to do it. You know, yeah, billing and, you know, uh, fees and stuff whenever it comes to like health, sometimes it's conf- it's confusing. Yeah. You know, to be honest. And it's like the insurance and they bill them, then they bill you. And it's just there's multiple things like my wife is pregnant right now and we uh-huh. had a baby. My daughter's too. But um, I just remember it's like, I thought we paid this. And it's like, well, no, you paid the hospital. Now you get, you know, the doctor and then everything else. So, so many. Yeah. So yeah. many other bills. Right. It's, but yeah. And I you bring up a good point because a lot of people do get confused on like even simple stuff like diagnostics and like what's covered, what's not like. Um, so I do encourage like, you know, you or anybody else listening, like, please like call and ask to speak with me because I can help walk you through like exactly what your benefits mean and what what's going to be paid for, what's not, how much deductible you have left. Um, sometimes people even opt to pay for things for like a cash price just because it's it gets so discounted for individuals and deductibles are sometimes so high that you're like, okay, I have to pay a thousand deductible mm-hmm. in order to get an MRI that I can pay 450 cash for. How does that work? You know, so um, like, you know, our cash price is 450. I'm like, just pay the 450 and like, you know, you can get it done. But, um, but it depends on what you're doing throughout the year because if you are planning on having different, um, you know, surgery or things, then it's not a bad thing to like work on meeting that deductible because it's Knock only it going to benefit you. Yeah. Um, but again, like it's something that I can help with in any way. So. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to share while you are here today? Um, I think that's mainly it. I mean, my biggest thing, just what's heavy on my heart right now is, is helping Esther. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we're working to raise a minimum of 50 right now just because we know that it's going to be somewhere in that range. Um, and it's the hatchingforhealth.org where you can do that. Um, if you have any specific questions about it, I will be releasing like a GoFundMe page for her that tells kind of her full story um, once we have the exact amount of the surgery. But um, we are planning on getting it done within the next three weeks. So Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So you can go to hatchingforhealth.org to learn more information or if you want to contribute to the cause that's that's the option for you uh, hatchingforhealth.org thank you so much jessica for yeah hanging out thank today. you for having me and merry christmas soon <laughs> yes merry christmas so let's see right now it's 958 we're gonna take a quick break when we come back uh, i'm gonna end this stream and start a new one if you're watching on facebook if you're listening on 99.5 fm thank you for taking the time to tune in call a friend text a friend tell them to tune in and make sure you go like khea radio's facebook page and you can share out a video of this uh of this time that we're having here today this is 99.5 fm khea radio All right, Facebook, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.